Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone. It's Raja from Melbourne. And welcome to Dev Raga Personal Finance uh, Podcast on castbox.fm. Now, in my last podcast, which was just quite recently, uh, towards the end of the podcast, I mentioned a term, and I probably didn't explain it as well as it, it should have been explained, uh, and the term was dollar cost averaging. Um, so I thought I'd make a very quick podcast episode about the concept of dollar cost averaging and talk about the various types of dollar cost averaging and the pros and cons of it. Because I think it's a very important technique and you'd be surprised that almost all of us in Australia are probably doing it um, and we probably don't even realise it. So as everyone knows that's been listening to my podcast series, I'm very big on uh, having automatic savings Uh, And it's extremely important to not associate automatic savings with dollar cost averaging. Automatic savings just means that you take a percentage of your income, you assume there's a tax on yourself, and you put that percentage of income of your net income, and in my case, you know, I recommend putting about 20% of your net income into a separate account. And then the question becomes where that money goes from that separate account. Does it go to shares or commodities or bonds or whatever investment types that you might have? You might want to put it in a term deposit or some sort of a cash uh, high interest bearings account, whatever you want to do. So, and when you invest part of that money into shares and when you do it on a monthly basis, that is what I mean by dollar cost averaging. So, Just to define it, it's an investment technique which involves buying a fixed dollar amount of a particular investment on a regular schedule, regardless of the share price. So as a result of this approach, the investor ends up purchasing more shares when the prices are low and fewer shares when the prices are high. So what is the main idea? Why do some people recommend to do it? Well, it potentially cuts down on any investment risks because you're investing the same dollar amount in the same investment over a period of time. And in my case, it's going to be over a long period of time. So the idea is that by spacing it out over time and dividing the amount of money invested equally, the investor that takes this approach, the dollar cost average approach, aims to avoid buying shares of a stock or a commodity when the price of that security or commodity is high. So over time, you'll notice some purchases will end up being at a higher per share cost because the share price increases. And at other times, the per share cost might be lower. Therefore, the cost of the shares is averaged out uh, over the long run. Now, It's really important to understand that the DCA technique, the dollar cost average technique, doesn't guarantee the investor profits. All it does, it's an investment technique to try and reduce your risk 
of um, potentially uh, losing money. But that's you know nothing is guaranteed in life, um, but it just reduces your risk if you do it the right way. So. One of the most common types of dollar cost averaging potentially that all of you are doing is superannuation because when you think about it, a percentage of your income is paid into your superannuation account by your employer and that happens on a monthly or a quarterly basis until the period of time that you work. So that technically is a percentage of income that's saved And that savings goes into an investment vehicle, which is superannuation. And that investment vehicle may have shares and various types of investments. And I have talked about this in my previous podcast in the superannuation episode. So if you haven't listened to it, um, make sure you go and click on that link. But essentially, that is what dollar cost averaging is. So the, you know, there's benefits and there's disadvantages of it. There's pros and cons like with any investment technique. Now the benefits is you don't need a lot of money to start. In fact, you don't actually need any money to start. You can actually automate the process by saying that if you get paid on a Monday or a Tuesday, then the money takes, uh, you know, goes into your account, into your savings account. You can take a percentage of that money and then pay it directly into your share portfolio. So you don't really need much money to start. In fact, you don't need any money to start And you only need to start when you have some money. So if you're new to the investment world, this is a very good way to start because there's no emotion. Um, You're less likely to respond to a swing in price. You're playing with small amounts of money um, because you don't have a lump sum. Um, And you can do it again and again and again and again, usually on a monthly cycle, Um, depending on your pay schedule. If you get paid fortnightly, then you can probably do it fortnightly as well. Um, And there's not much thinking to it. So then just becomes a mechanical process, very similar to an automatic invest, um, uh, sorry, automatic savings process. So you can sort of use that movement of money as a psychological motivation for you to save more money and invest more. Now, secondly, the markets are volatile. So if you have a look at the last eight weeks, I mean, we've gone from losing, you know, 50, 100, 150 points a day Uh, from over 6,000 points for the ASX uh, 200 um, and all odds to less than 5,800. So the markets can be quite unpredictable. So if you're one of those people that's new to investing, you're going to be a little hesitant. You know, if you've got, you know, potentially $1,000 to invest, you probably don't want to plow all that $1,000 into the share market because it's been quite volatile. Now, the evidence shows that if you were to plough that money in straight away, rather than dollar cost averaging, that is you have a lump sum amount, then over the long run, that's 30, 40 years time, you're far more likely, I think the statistics are about 66 or 67%, you're far more likely to end up doing better in the long run. That if you invested a lump sum money. But let's face it, not everyone has lump sum money. Um, And not everyone feels comfortable doing that. So a risk mitigator is taking that $1,000 and cutting it up into $100 a piece and over 10 months investing it if you really wanted to do it. Or you can do it over 10 days. You can do it over 10 weeks. Uh, You probably don't want to do it over 10 hours, but that's silly. Um, So basically, if you're one of those people that's a little hesitant, a dollar cost averaging is a good opportunity 
to start investing because you can get quite paralyzed with the analysis. Um, so the cautious investor doesn't have to look for the best entry point in order to invest in a particular security. You basically determine what the amount of regular money you want to invest in and where you want to invest that money, and that's it. Now, for all you purists out there, yes, dollar cost averaging does have its disadvantages, and one of the disadvantages I've talked about already is if you were to invest a lump sum money at any point in time and leave it there for a good 30, 40 years, then yes, over the long run, you will make more money. Probably not a lot more money, but you make more money. But one of the disadvantages of dollar cost averaging is it works really well in what's called a bear market. That is, if the price of the stock decreases or the share market decreases, if you're an index investor like me. But if the share market is increasing, then potentially every month you're buying less shares for the same amount of fixed money that you're putting on. Because, of course, the share price is increasing So you're getting less shares for your money's worth. So in a bull market, that is when the market is improving and everyone's very positive and everyone's very optimistic, dollar cost averaging doesn't work. But who knows when the next bull market's going to be? Who knows when the next bear market's going to be? So it's very difficult to predict. 80% of the time, active investors don't match the market returns. In other words, the index funds out there with no real significant active investing uh, experience, people can just basically invest in an index fund and over the long run, there's an 80% chance that they're going to beat the person who's sitting in front of a computer 24-7 having a look at the stock prices and they're called active investors. So 80% of the time, the index funds are going to win out over the long run or 80% of the time, the active investor is going to lose out. So... If you don't know when to predict the bear market or the bull market, then dollar cost averaging is the right step. Because if you know when the bull market and bear market happens, let's face it, everyone will invest at the lowest point, which is the entry point, and everyone will sell at the highest point, and the cycle begins again. So, you know, timing is a very important key component to investing, and my philosophy is, If you don't know how to time, and you can't really know how to time because no one knows when to time the market, time in the market is very, very, very powerful. Now, the negative, of course, of DCA, in addition to, um, you know, potentially losing out if if the market goes up, is that because you can't time the market, you might not time the market at the lowest point and therefore potentially you've missed an opportunity, which is called opportunity cost, um, and you lose on a chance when the market starts to trend upwards. Now, um, it really depends how much time you have. I don't have much time. Like I said, I work in the health profession. I'm very busy. I've got a, a full commitment. I've got a family. So I don't have time to sit in front of a computer and watch the stock price every single day. So I just invest in index funds and I dollar cost average. And also because I don't have heaps of lumps of money sitting around to invest straight away. Now, the other potential um, disadvantage for dollar cost averaging is it's an average. In other words, um, you basically uh, uh, are going to get whatever the average return is. Um, so it's not intended to provide the investor with an above average performance because by definition, it's an average. But, you know, that's getting nitty-gritty. So let's use an example um, to sort of highlight what dollar cost averaging is. 
So basically, let's say you're going to invest in a share price. Oh, sorry, you're going to invest in a share, uh, and each share is worth $10, and let's call the company XYZ. Um, and you're going to invest $100 per month. Okay? Uh, now, for the first month in January, uh, for $100, uh, each, if each share price is worth $10, then you're going to get 10 shares. Now, suppose in February the share price falls to $7 and you're still investing the same $100 in February, then you're going to get more shares because now you're going to get 14 shares uh, for that 100 bucks. So along with January now, you've got a total share uh, portfolio of 24 shares. In March, thankfully, the stock market decreases again. The share price goes to $6.00. Now you get $16 for the same $100 that you spent. In April, it goes back up to $8 um, and you invest the same $100 and now you've got 12 and a half shares. So you don't really have the 16 or the 14, but sort of only get a little bit less than that. And in May, the share price um, increases again to $9 per share and you invest the same $100 and the shares that you purchase is now 11 shares. So if you add it all up, the share price over the period of January to May, the average share price now becomes 8 bucks, even though you started off with $10 as the share price per share. So now it's $8. Your total investment over five months is $500. And your shares purchased sometimes has been 10 shares a month, sometimes as high as 16 shares a month, and sometimes uh, it can be 11 shares a month. You've actually purchased 64.6 shares. Now, supposing if you had bought that stock, supposing you had 500 bucks in your bank account, and rather than spreading it over five months, supposing you spent the 500 bucks and just basically um, you know, bought the shares at $10 a piece. So how many shares are you going to get? Well, you're going to get 50 shares, aren't you? Because you know, uh, 50 shares times $10 per share is going to be 500 bucks. And after five months, you're still going to have the 50 shares. But the dollar cost averaging technique, because the price is reduced and then gone back up again, you end up with 64.6 shares. Now, if you did that over a period of 30 years with various bear and bull markets, etc., you can see how powerful this particular technique can be. Hang on. I know what you're thinking. If over the period of 30 to 40 years, we know the market's going to go up because that's what's happened historically and that's what happens despite all the wars and all the uncertainty and Donald Trump tweets or whatever. If we know the share market is going to go up, then by definition, isn't dollar cost averaging a bad technique? Doesn't that mean that over time you're going to be spending money every single month or every year on more and more increasing um, share prices? Well, yes, but let's face it. We don't have huge amount of lump sum money sitting around to invest. Now, if I had a million dollars, sure, I'll invest it all at once tomorrow, but I don't have a million bucks. So for the average Australian, for the average person, the average investor, you're going to get paid every month. You're going to save 20% of that money. You're going to take that 20%, put it in a separate account, and then you're going to make your investment decisions and part of that might be in property, part of that might be in shares, part of that might be in bonds, etc. So if you have a lump sum account, sure, put the money in. If you don't have lump sum, 
then your best bet's going to be dollar cost averaging. Now, let's think about a couple of situations, perhaps, that you might get a lump sum. You might get a birthday present, you know, add up all the money. You might get a wedding gift, cash gift. You might get a tax return. The tax man might actually be generous and um, start to, um, you know, start to um, uh, give you tax returns. Um, now, in that case, I would just take that money and either pay off whatever debts you have, if you've got any mortgage or debts or whatever, and you want security and you want the exact uh, investment return straight away, or you can just take the money and put it in the share portfolio in an index fund and just put it all in, plow it all in, don't dollar cost average. But if you're hesitant, then yeah, dollar cost averaging is your best bet. Now, there are various types of dollar cost averaging, uh, which I actually didn't know about. I, I actually found out by... Um, uh, listening to Listen Money Matters, which is a, a podcast series from a couple of Americans. Uh, I think they're based in New York City. Um, so the first type is called value dollar cost averaging. What that means is, supposing you invest $1,000 a month for 12 months. So you've targeted that you're going to invest $12,000 a year. Uh, that makes it $1,000 a month. Um, and that's how much you're going to dollar cost average in each month. And let's say in January you spent $1,000, you invested, and in February, let's say your portfolio lost $100 of its value. So to stay on target, that means to stay on target for um, the rest of the year to make up for that loss, rather than investing just $1,000, you now invest $1,100. Does that make sense? So that's called value DCA. Now, let's say in March, there's portfolio gains, um, and let's say the gains are 100 bucks. Rather than investing $1,000 now, you're going to be investing $900. So this just means that you need to be monitoring and do some math. Um, then some people like to do that. You might want to monitor your investments and do it this way. Completely fine. Personally, I don't do it because I can't be bothered. I'm too lazy. I don't like monitoring the market. I don't like looking at my portfolio on a daily basis or a monthly basis. So you need to be a little bit hands-on. If you're into that sort of stuff, then that makes complete sense. Now, momentum DCA, which is pretty hardcore, um, this is actually the opposite of value DCA. That is, you look at the data for the last 12 months, you invest more money during the up markets, therefore paying more per share, invest less money in a down market, thus not taking advantage of low prices, assuming that these momentum swings will continue and allow you to make bigger and faster gains. Now, this is a very short-term strategy. I don't recommend this. Uh, it takes a lot of time and effort and data to pull this off. And, you know, this is a very risky way. This is kind of like active investing, okay? And in my previous podcast, I've sort of said that dollar cost averaging, um, you know, works really well. Like I said, if you can have lump sums, you can actually add that in. So if you get a tax return of a few thousand bucks, you can add it into your $1,000 monthly investment strategy, etc. Now, when you think about it, why are we investing? What's going to happen to your retirement? And your aim is to, you know, have a set amount of uh, money for retirement, let's say a million dollars, and you get a 4% yield, and you get $40,000 a year in income. Now, that's kind of like reverse dollar cost averaging. So, you know, most people think about dollar cost averaging as a tool to buying stocks. But you can actually use the same strategy when it's time to sell. So during retirement, what you can actually do is that you can sell your investment slowly over a period of time, um, and that becomes your income. And that's just called reverse dollar cost averaging. 
Um, so rather than investing a set amount of money on a regular schedule, you're now withdrawing money from investments on a regular schedule. And instead of selling off an entire position in one transaction, uh, you cash out incrementally over a predetermined time frame. Now, again, this can be risky because when shares are low, you're going to have to sell more to meet the dollar amount you set. And when shares are high, you can sell less. And of course, these risks have to be mitigated and you need to think about your lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. So that's your new retirement and you can worry about that then. But essentially, the aim of the game for dollar cost averaging, and I hopefully I've explained it much better in this podcast than I did in the last podcast where I sort of mumbled at the end of the podcast. But essentially what it is, it's a risk mitigator. You don't have to have lump sums. In fact, you don't need any money. You can just directly siphon it off from the income that you're earning. Um, and you can actually put lump sums into it if you want to. Um, and you can do it in various ways, momentum way or value DCA. I just do the straightforward monthly investments. Um, and you can do it forever. And when there's a bear market, you know, it's a great time to buy stock, which is why the last eight weeks have been fantastic. The market has been so volatile. Um, it's got a bit of a mini bear market. There's been a bit of a correction. Fantastic. Plowed more money in because I had uh, you know, regular income coming in. And when there's a bull market, yeah, you might lose out a bit of money. But over the long run, you're going to have bears and bulls um, and hopefully have, you know, more percentage bears than what you have percentage bulls. In other words, bulls happen for a longer period of time in a small increments, whereas bears happen suddenly. When they happen suddenly, time to plow the money in. But like all things in life, if you have lots and lots of money and if you have a lump sum investment, don't get me wrong, invest it all at once because there's a good 60 to 65% chance, even a bit higher, you are going to make more money in the long run. But if you don't have that, then DCA is your best bet. So that's another episode in quick succession because I've had a couple of questions about um, what is DCA. So I thought I'd better explain it before um, you know people get confused. Now remember, DCA is not the same as automatic invest uh, automatic savings. That's different. DCA is taking that savings and investing it into the stock portfolio or whatever investment vehicle you have um, in a set fundamental way. You do it on a monthly basis or whatever time frame you have. You just pick a stock or pick an investment vehicle and do it every single X amount of time frame. And that's your decision and prerogative to choose that time frame. This is Raja, once again from Melbourne. Uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to contact me or email me if you have my email address or Facebook or through this podcast forum and uh, this is yet another episode until next time make sure you say pay yourself first sorry not save yourself first pay yourself first automatic savings take that set amount of money dollar cost average which is what i do and make sure you chuck in some lump sums whenever you have time or you have money to chuck in some lump sums and most of all Enjoy the long weekend. It's Melbourne Cup long weekend. It's Diwali long weekend um, in Australia. It's Diwali in India as well. Happy Diwali to everyone. And we're running, running very, very quickly towards Christmas. So have you planned your Christmas shopping? Um, you need to average that out as well. And uh, till next time, uh, this is Rasha from Melbourne. Thank you for listening and uh, stay safe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 